0: Grow stories, life lessons, turning points, service to others, truth, no bullshit. Adding value, no smoke and mirrors. Being the pressure, third down and ten. Win or learn. Always the underdog with a chip on your shoulder. These are the things that I think about when I talk to this group. From Service Academy Fleet Leaders, NFL players, NASCAR drivers, tech gurus, private equity, small business, big business, to the entrepreneurs making the way of the future. Winning at all costs with uncompromised integrity. Paying the price of admission. Let's go. All right. Jordan Young, Navy football. Um, senior year of 07, right? Um, class of 08. 08 Call sign. Yeah. Shaboy. Jordan Young, everybody. Originally from uh, Zanesville, Ohio. Born and raised in. Um currently living in Annapolis, uh, a PA, NFO, uh, for those that don't know, a naval flight officer by trade. Um, you know, his career path went from P3s, um, for, for my class, I think, P3 Orion, uh, that's like the only, one of the biggest birds that I actually remember <laughs> from back in the day is yep was that one and uh, now to Jacksonville Florida after that from p3s to p8s and jacks to Woodby island Washington uh, and now you're back in Naptown um, now spending most of your time with keeping up with the family and smoking meats
1: smoking smoking meats man it's uh it's it's good good for the heart not, not good for the waistline.
0: <laughs> well, what's your favorite one to smoke? Well, well, one favorite to smoke and then two best to eat.
1: Uh, all right. So I'll, I'll pull out this prop here in a second. I, I don't have these slick AirPods, like all these, uh, all these, you know, Gen ears and, uh, and all that. I got, I got wires here, so I got to actually like deal with them. Um, by far and away the most fun to smoke is brisket i mean that's that's the most work the most uh i would say process intensive but the outcome is just ridiculous i mean that's that's what that's what everyone that you read you know the franklin barbecues and you know the big time texas barbecue guys that you know talk about like how tough and like pretty shitty like that piece of meat is but then like you put 12 to 14 hours of tender love and care into it and it's the most you know juicy you know tender uh you know nice bark and smoke flavored piece of meat that you're gonna get so that is by far and away the best uh the best one to cook hold on i gotta get i gotta show you this you'll you'll appreciate this yeah it sounds like a good story too so i'll be i'll be putting on 05 hopefully this fall and uh they frocked nice. me early as as brisket brisket commander
0: <laughs> brisket commander
1: nice <laughs> yeah. earned earned that one in whidbey island during uh during covid uh the Matt Pittman meat church guys have all this like brisket commander stuff. It's pretty funny. And some of the dudes bought me that out there. Um, also awesome. that's the most fun to smoke. The best one to eat though, if you're willing to spend the money is the whole beef tenderloin, like nothing, nothing even comes close to how good that is. And it's funny because it's the easiest one to smoke. You literally, Trim it, season it, put it on there, and just let it go for two, maybe three hours. And it's just yeah, perfect. So
0: well, you'll have to share that with worlds. the rest of us so we can. Uh, oh yeah, try and grab a piece of that because if that's what you're into and that's what you're digging and that's the easiest and it's the shortest time frame,
1: then we want to know how to do that like tomorrow. Yeah, we can. Make, we can make that happen. Costs a nice. little costs a little bit more, but I I, I trust my uh my brotherhood boys are, are doing just fine and can can afford a few of the finer things in life when they need to. So
0: no doubt. All right. Uh memories. Got a few memories. You ready? Uh Bobby Doyle. He said you're the radio guy in the locker room. Before there was a sound <laughs> system, facts. there was a a Jordan Young boombox above your your locker
1: right? That's a fact. Yep.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. And that kind of like, you know, set the stage for, for a few things of what you do. Um, another one was your, your party favor was C4 pre-workout.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm assuming that also came from, uh, from Bobby. So that's,
0: that's yeah, a good, sure. that's
1: a good one. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can't take credit for the C four, I can't, and I also, I truly, I can't, I can't take credit for the boombox either, because what started that is when before you guys actually, you may have taken a visit before the were you did you take a visit before the locker room got redone? Like, did you see um, it when it was in like shambles? No, no. Okay, all right. So the locker room used to be like half the size, and it was just straight wood lockers like like old school like just wood nothing special nothing and there were just straight rows and one of the rows had like tyson Stahl, kevin schwinn and zach galleon and some other guys like all in this row and they called it the trailer park and they had this old boom box and they would just blast like old school rock country like all kinds of crap and then the locker room got redone and like all that like went away the trailer park was gone mm. and then there was a huge boom box that got brought in at some point i think it was it might have been zerb one of the guys i'm not i'm not sure and it was massive it was always always blasting always on and of course, you know we you try to sneak in there when back in the day when you had your iPod or whatever it was and try to sneak in a few songs. No way, dude! They're they're drowning you out. So I'm like, all right, well, we'll just have to fight fire with fire here. So uh, so we I brought my speaker over, and we were it was always black every day we'd blast. Uh, I think Hulk Hogan theme song was a weekly one. Yes. Uh, George Thorogood, one bourbon, one yes. scotch, one beer would always make its way in there. Like we almost had like a routine and I and Zurb every week would come in there and steal the old, like cable that goes in the back of it. He would yep. like, pull it out. I remember that go and hide it somewhere yeah. in the locker room, like in somebody's shoulder pads and we'd have to go get it. But I mean, persistence was key. <laughs> like we just kept it up. So I'm glad, <laughs> glad Bobby remembered that. And then, uh, yeah, the pre-workout. Oh God, my heart. It's it's still it's still to this day is probably taking over a decade off my life doing the doing the pre-workouts for the party favor. A uh, bunch of my nice. my buddies, uh, your your classmate Nick Nick Henderson, and uh, some of our P three guys. We'd I don't know what what would get into us, but we would decide that you know, red bull vodka wasn't, wasn't enough to get a party started at, at a certain time. So pre-workout <laughs> came out. Next thing you know, we're, we're using NO explode as a, as a party favor. It's great. <laughs> nice. Awesome.
0: Uh, Jeff Lenar, he said, uh, youngster year at tables. Uh, I think you were like battalion officer of the watch, something like that. You're in your whites and you're like, Hey, I need that. Uh, you know, that condiment you got over there. It was like, you know, I don't know, mayonnaise or something like that. And he, he, he chunked it down to you um, and you're in your whites and uh, maybe it splashed into some chocolate milk or something like that. And it splashed all over you. He still
1: feels really bad about that, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's either, it's either when like somehow, uh, but comical, it was either when I was on restriction my first year or it was when, and I was going to like inspection cause I'm getting ready to go, you know, do the, do restriction muster or yeah. whatever it was. Or, probably so.
0: Cause that, that, yeah. you know, if your reaction was like, dude, I'm really pissed right now. Yeah. It's probably because of that.
1: Yeah. So. I, I wasn't, I wasn't a big, uh, <laughs> you know, make sure my whites, uh, were, were clean pressed and, uh, without stain. It was uh, usually go. okay. Unless I was standing in front of the man.
0: <laughs> True.
1: Oh, that's
0: great. Yep, Nice. And then I was able to get one, uh, a hold of one of your, um, classmates. So, you know, I, I, I've been doing these memories within my inner circle, my, my local guys, I was able to get a hold of Humiston. So one, you know, someone that, you know, graduated the same time as you, I actually only talked to him about an hour ago. So, uh, I was oh, glad, good! You know, it's nice and fresh. Him.
1: This, this should
0: yeah. be good. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Jordan Young was known for being outspoken. Um, and you had some great parties. Uh, y'all had a house off campus?
1: Yeah, is there yeah. Sponsor is house. There, Sponsor house, yeah.
0: For sure. Uh, were there any ones that stood out by chance? It uh, was just where Jordan was like, okay, I might have had enough on this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's a couple. Um, grad graduation was was certainly one. Um, at some point, there was because uh, of course such a such a wonderful you know sponsor house as it was. You know we certainly took care of all chemicals and you know things that are flammable and dangerous. You know they were never put anywhere where they might end up. In the mix at some point In a way that they shouldn't be um, Yeah, Ice Luge Turned into uh, Tiki torches around it Which was a great ambiance until The gasoline <laughs> for the lawnmower was Found and then there was a Like a ring of fire Basically in the middle of the yard from dump People dumping gasoline Into the yard and throwing the tiki torches Like javelin into the uh, Into the ring of fire, so that was one nice. And then I would say the other one is probably our neighbor who still to this day will text me about this he'll there was a there's old school like not old school but now you can buy them for like 20 bucks on Amazon those slides the big like big huge inflatable slip and slides well this guy was like ahead of his time and he had one so we <laughs> borrowed that brought it to the backyard uh didn't feel that water was, you know, was well enough to to make that thing slip and slide. So bubbles, dish soap, oil, everything under the sun ended up on that thing, and it it turned into quite a burner. So I'm, nice. I'm assuming it was one of those two that that Hummy may have uh, may have alluded well, to in the past. Well,
0: there was there was one other thing. You know, he he definitely mentioned that you were very particular about cleaning up. Like, hey, we're gonna have a good time, <sighs> but at the end of the day. We have to clean this mess up, make it better than what we found it. Uh, but there was one other one with uh, a guy named Matt Wimsat.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wimmy, Wimmy didn't necessarily always abide by, uh, by all those rules, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyways,
0: uh, maybe there's some holes in the wall on that one, but we'll keep on moving.
1: Yeah, right. yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't thrilled about, uh, about, about clean, cleaning, cleaning up. up, and uh, instead yeah. of cleaning up, he, he, he cleaned a hole straight through the wall. So that was, uh, <laughs> that was, that was solidly ending our uh, security deposit on the, on the spot. So, uh, yeah. yeah, kudos, kudos nice. to Matt. Hope he's well out there.
0: For sure, I need to get him on here too. Definitely. All right, last one, uh, and it's a sprint football memory because I coach sprint football too. Yeah, man. Uh, and I know you and uh, you know Humiston did the same thing. And uh, how was you uh, your relationship with Major Jenkins, who was the head football coach with sprint <laughs> football at the time? How'd that go?
1: Oh man! Um, first of all, love Major Jenkins. Um, I. Would not be where I am today without him. Love him to death. So uh, that's awesome. first and foremost. But he and I had very, very much a tumultuous uh, love hate relationship because he would he, like there were things that I would say where he was like deep down like laughing his ass off and like like loving it. And he would
0: tell you about it for sure.
1: Oh, would not, would not hesitate. Yeah. He would, he would, he would let it rip and he was, he was as, he was as, you know, free with the tongue as I was. And I would, I would say things out loud and I'm, I'm fairly outspoken as it is, but I would get into more of like a coaching slash, like I'm on the field kind of like setting and back then my I wouldn't I wouldn't say my uh, military bearing was the, the the most perfect thing in the world and had a lot to learn about professionalism but when you start mixing like football on the field and basically just getting after it and then you're going to try to put the military into it I'd miss the military like 95 percent of the time and I'd either call him just major or like, we, like, hey, 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 sir! Like, you know, just kind of yell at him real quick, and then there'd be, there be a look of like, "Where's the decorum here, uh, ensign?" Like, what, what are you, what are you doing? And he and I would ensign. go back and forth, like,
0: I, ensign, you know, we, I, yeah, he, he, he'd turn
1: around, and throw it right back on me, but he would get so pissed because, like, I thought calling a major was like the right thing to do. I'm like, "Hey, major, uh, I got a question for you, sir." Like, he'd be like, what "Would you call me?" Like, he was pissed when I would uh when I would say that and I'd I'd just be like heat of the moment like either in the office or on the field or whatever and and doing it in front of the guys on the team he'd be he'd be like doubly pissed so he would just ri- he'd get after my ass quite a bit and then like I wasn't afraid to disagree with him. And so he and I yep. would just we would go like that all the time on uh you know it didn't matter what it was on the field yeah real world stuff, like we would, Question. we would be at it.
0: Question about that. How was your results? How was the season? How'd y'all do? Dude. Do you remember those, I mean. uh,
1: And you, you know, you know, cause it, and I, I say this, uh, I'd tell anyone this, but you know it better than anyone. Like when you think about like coaching, I don't know that there's anything more fun and rewarding than coaching those dudes because they're just out there playing for the love of it, man. Like there's, there's no glory, their championship game for, you know, this season, their, their whole career, their senior year, there's 150 asses in the seats in maybe, maybe Navy Marine Corps Memorial stadium. If they didn't have like an event there, like those dudes are out there to just play ball. Those guys kicked ass, man. I'm talking that that defensive team: James Campbell, Brian Smith. Uh, who am I forgetting? Jared, or Jared Tate was on offense, but uh, Nabosna on defense, and yep, uh, those and Tyler Hawkins. Like, dude, those cats got after it, and they played so goddamn hard. And I, we loved it too on defense because they were just heads and shoulders better than the offensive guys. It was so funny. We'd have them doing up-downs 7,000 times in practice. Like, they'd crush the offense. We'd have them do a good, like, five or ten up-downs just for good measure and go and kill the offense again, and they ate it up, dude. They loved it. Mike Nolan, those guys got after it. Good guy. It It was awesome.
0: No doubt. Yeah. The reason I brought that up was the uh, the whole disagreeable, um, you know, Thing between coaches at a certain level disagreeable things between people peers at a at a certain level
1: brings out the best it does in man. all of
0: us for sure it does so. having
1: a having a different way of thinking doing things it's there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's constructive and the the end state is the greater goal like if you're if your goal is like i'm gonna get my point across because getting my point across is the only thing that matters then yeah you're totally out to lunch Toast. but if your goal is to like get to the same goal as the other guy and you just think there's a different way of doing it nothing wrong with that man that's a recipe for success so 100
0: percent. all right that's the intro that's the memories
1: memory Jay lane. young it's great
0: tell us tell us your story brother
1: yeah um so i you know in in Talking to you about doing this and, you know, kind of, kind of doing my, my homework, if you will, gone back and like, listened to a lot of the, a lot of the podcasts over the last few months. And dude, I didn't realize it when I like, every time I go in, there's like five more. I'm like, damn, dude, there's like 25 of these. I'm not, I got to catch up. I'm way off. Um, But the stories, like I'm, mine's going to be boring, man. Like, like how I, how I got here is fairly Fairly benign in in comparison to you know, uh, Cam Marshall, Jesse, after emoji, doing, Arnie. After like, doing
0: after doing all these though, you're gonna think that, but after you tell your story, there's gonna be so many people that relate to it. I'm telling you. So
1: yeah, don't
0: be humble with it. Spill it all. Let's go.
1: Yeah, man. Well, so uh, so yeah. I mean, I grew, grew up in Zanesville, Ohio. Uh, I got one brother. Uh, my brother Garrett, he's three years older than me. Um, we, we, you know, kind of, kind of grew up out in the country and that's, that's just kind of all we knew. Like our, even our city itself is like tiny man. Like I'm from, I'm from small town America. There ain't a lot going on in Zanesville, Ohio. Um, but, uh, he and I were into sports young, early, uh, you know, my, my dad, um, didn't, didn't go to college didn't go to college to play sports, you know, but had a work ethic and instilled a lot in us that, you know, that was, uh, if we wanted to play and we wanted to pursue it, like he was going to support us 110%. And that was amazing and awesome. Cause I, you know, I look back at what time and sacrifice my parents did to like, make sure we got where we needed to be and did what we needed to do. Like it's, it's amazing. I mean, I got two kids now and I'm, like God bless, I can't even make it to. I can't even get these kids over to like play soccer behind the school down the street, and like they had us at thirty-seven thousand things. So I definitely got my work cut out for me. But uh, anyway, we we both played uh, football, baseball, basketball. Um, both gave up baseball going into high school, so just football and basketball. But um, my brother, he's about six-two and he was about 240 245 at the time in high school and he got he got big time recruits recruited um he ended up going to Wake Forest uh so he went there and that kind of like showed me like dude if you know you go and work and you know get after it you can do maybe do the same and uh so he uh he went to Wake Forest, and I kind of followed uh, in the football basketball thing behind him. And I had some Mac schools, you know, looking at me and. You played uh, basketball. I was. What's that? You played basketball. Yeah, ask ask some of the dudes about about playing basketball. Uh, right, whenever we'll whenever you get them on, I'm trying to trying to think good good guys to ask. Uh, definitely, Hummy, Joey Taylor, uh, Sean any any of those dudes ask him ask about playing playing some ball they uh all right, we'll do yeah that that'll, that'll, Keep that'll going. be a uh, be a good one um but yeah so uh you know i was blessed a little bit more that i had more better i had better grades than my brother did um now he went to wake forest so i mean that doesn't mean that he was a dummy but like i had four O's and you know the straight a's or whatever it just it wasn't High school wasn't super difficult for me. So like between the grades and, you know, the football that had a lot of Ivy League, one double A, Mac schools, they're like, well, this kid's got grades and he can play. So, you know, we're, we're going to get kind of a little bit of both here. He's not going to fail out and we can kind of get him probably some academic money, too. And then uh, junior year. I started getting, you know, more mail and kind of all the normal stuff. Like things start to heat up a little bit. People started coming to school, trying to, you know, recruit me here or there. And then Monkin showed up. So Monkin's who recruited me. Nice. And I'm I'm like a bunch of dudes. I don't even know what the hell the Naval Academy is. I'd never even laid eyes on the Army-Navy game in 2000 and yeah two, three, whatever, same here, whatever time it was. And he's like, Jordan, I mean, he, he's giving me the pitch and I'll tell anyone this to this day, like thoughts on Monkin, you know, aside, uh, the Duke could pitch. He pitched good. Uh, and he, he would remember every damn thing about you, everything about your family, you know, your girlfriend at the time, I mean, just crazy shit. And he'd, He'd he'd do all the things that he needed to do to be like a salesman. So like, I mean, he was, he was on top of his game. So he, he was recruiting me pretty hard. And I'd say after two visits, I think he, uh, and he knew my grades and everything. So he, uh, he offered me early in my junior year after coming to see me like twice. And it was, it was pretty much done at that point. I had, uh, I talked and thought about Miami of Ohio, but that was really the only one I really thought about. Ohio university was in the mix too, but dude, like that was, that's like going to your, I I don't know what, whatever the closest, like state college or whatever is to to you at your hometown and all your friends are going there. That's what I've would been doing. And, it didn't really interest me. Like once I figured out what Navy was and what was, uh, you know, the opportunities were and everything that went along with it, I was like, yeah, I'm not really interested in going to high school. How'd you figure that out for college? I had to just when you figured one, out what I, Navy know, was. What what was the the thing that clicked there? Uh, I'd say two two things. One one was just like literally doing research like didn't know anything about it but then just kind of reading up on school you know what what opportunities were afterwards and then like my parents like i said made a lot of time for us and so we drove over to annapolis for a spring game and did that and uh that kind of like opened my eyes like holy crap like and of course came the most perfect time like you go to annapolis in late april you know early may weather was gorgeous downtown was bustling mids are out in their whites you know girls everywhere like i mean just all the all the things that you like get there and you you hear about it
0: happened out in their whites without any chocolate milk spilled on them yeah (laughs) skip the skip
1: the king hall uh the King hall punch sports drink on their, on their whites. Yeah. yeah, That was, it's good. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, so just kind of doing some of my own research and then like actually going to a game was like what solidified it, which luckily for me, it was going to a game when they were on the upswing. So like this was Candido's second year at quarterback and dudes were playing ball they're playing good. I mean, they're crushed. I forget who they played. They crushed them by like 40. Um and then the mids are going bonkers. Like the stadium was live. I mean, that was when things were like just back on the upswing, so people weren't at at halftime rolling out to go tailgate. Like they the, sta- the stadium was pretty raucous. So at that point it was like, yeah, this is a no-brainer. We we're, we're going here. So, um nice. So yeah, that was, that was pretty much, pretty much the minute I knew between, you know, just kind of understanding what the place was and then getting to a game and just seeing all that happening. Yeah, it was, it was a no brainer at that point. Awesome. So you made the decision, you went, how'd it go? Yep. Uh, so, so, uh, it's funny. I had a conversation last spring. I, I went into, uh. I went into like one of the recruiting weekends, some, somebody canceled and I happened to live down the street. So it was like, yeah, give them, give them a call. Cause there's, there's no way that, uh, that the folklore of, of Jay Young is needed in the, uh, in the <laughs> tail, in the recruiting rooms to get somebody to sign on the dotted line. But I was talking to one of the kids and they're like, yeah, they want me to go to naps, uh, versus coming direct. And Munkin actually asked me to go to naps and I told him no, no way, no chance. Wouldn't even consider it. And I'm like, if you're trying to make me do it, I'll go somewhere else then. I'm not coming. Uh, and I told the family that, that was asking, is a kid from Westlake. And I'm like, honestly, man, if uh, I could have talked to that kid, you know, 15 years ago, I may have been singing a different tune because Thanks. I could have used another year at NAPS. Yeah, stronger, I, had that, uh, I had
0: that question written down. If you could go back and tell your uh
1: you know, junior yeah. self to do something different, what would you do? Sounds like you just answered that. Yeah, I mean I you know, at at the end of the day, do I think it do I think it would have made like all the difference in the world or something? Like, no. And to be quite honest, like I'm certainly not weighing, you know, anywhere that I'm at in life on what how much I did or didn't play on the field, but I definitely think if you're a young kid and you're trying to consider all your options, don't shut that door because the door, it's it, what you're actually getting more out of it. Now, granted, in, it's another year of military life, military academy life. No one's super thrilled about that. But if you're talking about playing ball, hey, you're bigger, faster, stronger, a year older, more mature. Dude, there's no, and you're getting paid while you're up there. Like that's, that's a positive. And that's why I told the family, I was like, if they really want you to do it, just consider it from that angle. Like, yeah, you may have the grades. You may not need it from that perspective, but like, you know, if you want to come in more mature and have a little better chance to play some ball, like it's a good move to make. So.
0: Yeah. And you'll um, form some good bonds with some other people that are going through the same suck that you're going through. So.
1: Yep. So, uh, so yeah, came came in, uh, and I'll say right off the bat, it was it was definitely you know culture shock. Like I, the the whole like academy side, it in the military side, it didn't take too long to kind of start figuring it out. Like it was it was a pain in the ass to begin with, but once you kind of understood understood the game, understood what you need to do. You can work through it. Football-wise, though, uh, definitely didn't. One, I didn't expect to be playing outside. Thought I was going to be playing inside. Never played outside in my life, and I was woefully unprepared for that. And and not to mention, uh, there like the history of outside linebackers from basically 02 until like my senior year like five of the best athletes to ever come through the defensive side of the ball, like complete studs, Eddie Carthen, Lane Jackson, you know, Reggie Seeley, Tid Mahoney. Like you got dudes who were just studs and knew everything in and out. I don't like those dudes were unbelievable. And like, it was awesome. Like playing with them, watching them, Doing what they're doing, but I was never going to supplant or even come close to touching any of those dudes. They're they're unbelievable. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll never forget one day in practice, and I think it was I think it was versus Reggie, which of course you know I'm I'm totally totally skilled to to match up with Reggie in anything. Like for God's <laughs> sakes, the dude's a dude's unbelievable. Uh, they put us in. It was like Pascal. And I think I lined up directly on on Reggie in the in the slot. Dude, he was gone in 10 yards past me before like I'd even like figured out what the hell was going on. Like that dude was just gone. And I'm like, what? I'm like, who am I even covering? I don't cover people. (laughs) I haven't covered a soul in in Pass Pro, like in in like one-on-one, a slot. Like, what are we talking about here? And Reggie was gone, man. Like it it wasn't even. It wasn't even close. Uh, so Reggie, was, and Zir- Reggie and yeah. Zerb had a knack for doing that. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, first you're not not to mention like you're already a disadvantage in pass pro as you start because the, the dude knows exactly what he's doing and you are at the outside linebacker position. You're waiting to see if what they're like which direction are you are going to figure out if you're even going to cover them or not. And, dude, they were dude was gone before I was even making my read. Like it was, it was a total, total disaster. But like I was woefully unprepared to get that, to get started on that. So, I mean, it was, nice. it was what it was, but, uh, but yeah. So um, football was, was the only thing though that like it, it didn't matter if I was playing or not like, stuff in the hall. It was just, that was just the day-to-day noise. Like it's what you had to do. It's part of the mix, but like I wasn't spending hours and hours up there to other than doing my work, doing what I had to do military wise and keeping up with classes. Like it just wasn't, wasn't something where, and I mean, probably the same for you guys. Like you're not spending the bulk of your time there The bulk of your time spending rickets. So,
0: yep.
1: prioritize your, voice, your, uh, your your worries. needs,
0: right? So as you prioritize the the things that are important, um, how do I have to spend my time?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, so you know, kind of fast forward, like you know, playing playing ball with with the you know the guys that I mentioned, like that was that to me meant more than you know the personal like pride and you know some of the you know self self wants and desires that like all of us had when we showed up there like no one showed up and came to navy or came you know to play ball uh being a scrub in high school like or being a scrub wherever you came from like everybody had merit to be there whether it was you were gifted athletically and you were a stud and your grades were good enough to get you past the admission board or hey you had good grades you're a hard worker and you you were a stud but maybe you were a step slow you were a uh, uh, inch too short 20 pounds too light like whatever but you could ball you could play or, I mean, you were gifted academically and you were going to make it in whether or not you had a sport behind you. Like, like everybody did something for it to matter. Um, but once, once you got there and once you start getting on the field, like, you put that, kind of that personal pride aside a little bit. Once you start to see all the guys around you and that once the brotherhood like really became a thing, like that's, that's when you kind of look to put all that up Cause, Cause honestly, like if it wasn't for them, if it wasn't for the guys I mentioned earlier and like the guys in my class and all that, I wouldn't have stayed on the team. I would have, I would have left for sure. And just gone have been a regular Joe Schmo and, went and messed around, got my grades, went and went out in town and hung out and had fun all the time and didn't go to practice every day and went and did whatever I wanted to do and it wouldn't have mattered, but or it wouldn't have wouldn't have mattered to me if I didn't think that those guys meant enough to put the time in. Um because like it was my junior year. That was about the time where I almost I almost hung it up. I was this close. What? Um, I, uh, so, really, I, I didn't ever love, like I said, I, I never loved being, you know, at the position I was in. And then, I was going into the Army-Navy game. And, I don't know what, like, no idea. I literally have... No clue what took place or what happened. Um, because I was a scout teamer, like like day to day, there ain't much different. Like you're doing scout team, you're working out, you go to meetings from time to time, rinse and repeat, you do whatever. Like I wasn't I wasn't out playing snaps. So I mean it was pretty much the same daily grind. Um like two weeks before Army Navy, or not even two weeks, it was the week of. Army Navy actually, um, position coach pulled me aside and like was pissed at me. I was I'm like, "Keith, what we what we met? <laughs> Our boy, yeah. It was it was old old Keith Jones, yeah." And he was pissed. He's like, "Imagine that! You know what? Why aren't you out there doing whatever on scout team? Like, I don't know what you're talking about." And I don't know what the issue here like, I'm going out, I'm doing everything in the reps I'm supposed to take. And I'm over here and Colton's rotating whoever he wants to rotate through on certain things. He's he's like doing whatever. Like, I don't know what, what you're even talking about. He goes off and it's like super pissed. And I, and I don't even understand what it's coming from or where is that? Um, Long story short, he, he ended up like pulling, uh, ended up pulling my dress dressing from because like, I'd been I'd traveled to or not traveled, but I'd been to all the home games. Like I was going to all the games. Like there was no, like I was, I was not up in the stands as a junior. I was just put like whatever. Like I didn't go travel because we cut down the numbers. So I wasn't on any special teams or anything, but I was at every game. And then all of a sudden. He pulled a jersey completely from Army Navy, not going, and it it put took me aback. I was pretty furious and frustrated about it, and uh, I'd kind of made up my mind at that point. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is if I'm doing this again, and uh, ended up dressing and getting pulled to the bowl game. And I'd kind of made up my point at the bowl game. I'm like, yeah, I'm not I'm, – I'm done. I'm, and I hadn't told anybody. I hadn't I hadn't quit. But I kind of, I'd kind of i kind of reserved to myself that I was done. And uh, we lost to Boston College last second. I mean, just rip your heart out kind of game. Yeah, that was you know, my I freshman get year. Locker room. Yeah, 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 your freshman year. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, rip your heart out kind of game. We all get in the locker room. Tears are flowing. Dudes are superbly pissed. Everyone's going off, like, just – I mean, just, you know, broken. Like, guys are just broken after that game, as anyone would be. Like, dude, we played lights-out football against probably one of the best quarterbacks in the country at the time. Dude, still – playing i don't know how i don't know at what level he's he's still playing now god bless him but uh he's a stud and we played lights out football to take that game to the wire and all intents and purposes we should have won i mean it's a it's to this day like that's still i'm sure it bothers a lot of other dudes it still bothers me like dude we had that game all we do is first down that's it and we have the fumble it's just a
0: killer i'm trying to think of my uh my linebacker's In that year, it was probably, yeah, that would have been Robbie and
1: uh, that would have been Joe Caldwell, uh, yeah, pick all those dudes, and I had you know Dave Tid, um, you know, all all those guys. So I was, I hadn't really told a lot of people, I told a couple people, like close guys in my class. I'm like, yeah, dude, like all that shit that went down. I'm I'm thinking I'm, I think I might be done here, and after that game. I had no less than a dozen dudes that I hadn't even told, hadn't even talked to. So obviously it had been discussed to a degree amongst other people. And they're like, dude, you've, you better not, you better be out here in that goddamn uniform next year. Like, you better not quit. And I'm like, what do you, I'm like, nice. what do you, I'm like, what are you today, man? I'm like, why are you talking to me about this today? Like, we got way bigger fish here to worry about than me. They're like, no, dude, you don't get it. <laughs> like, you're not quitting you're not fucking leaving like like you will not do this like you better be back next year i swear to god like i mean and it it kind of changed my whole perspective because like i i really had felt you know that you know i didn't really matter i got you know part of the team part with you know friends with all the guys whatever but didn't really think it bothered Anyone, whether I was there or not there, whatever. And like that was a complete 180 on what the brotherhood is and what it means. Like, I don't care if you're the captain and four year starter or if you're four year bench warmer that didn't play a down until his last Army Navy game, which is this dude right here. Uh, we, All love one another and i don't even care if you get along or don't get along like there's still a love there and there's a there's a admiration and a self-worth that all of us have that i think can't be measured and you know that was that was apparent to me at that point and that totally changed my mindset on everything um and that led me Led me to kind of change my my mindset when I went into spring ball, and I didn't really like. I, I knew there wasn't going to be some miraculous change where like all of a sudden I was starting. Like I didn't care. I was more so like I'm gonna I'm to support the team, and I'm gonna do what I can do. And PJ called me in at the end of spring, and God bless God bless Coach Jones. I'll I'll share I'll share this story because I I think it matters especially to like younger guys that are there now, especially in the world of the transfer portal and all this shit, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you nice. know, we can talk about that later. But um, there was a discussion with – at the end of spring ball, it was like, hey, you know, I just – I don't – you know, you're a senior. You're not, you're not playing a lot. Like, you know, if you want to transfer to another school um, – you know I'll support you and we'll we'll support you any way you can. And I looked at him. I swear I had to look at him like it was the stupidest person I'd ever talked to in my life because I'm like, I'm a senior here? Like I'm about to graduate, dude. You think I give a rat's ass about going to D two you know umpty squat school and hey. playing one year of college football? Like, is that are you seriously like that? like blinders on? Like I, I, have, hey, to, I have to Jones, ask you.
0: Guess what? Um, we will a hundred percent support your transfer to a different school. <laughs> Coach Jones.
1: Yes. I'll support, I'll support that. And uh, definitely did when it, when it I finally think, occurred, but
0: I think it's uh it's no secret. I mean, I, I'm not trying nah. to like stir the pot here, but no. ah, God bless him. Um, but, yeah, we'll Here's you know we, is, we'll save sense. that
1: we'll save that for another another podcast. But you know, it, at the end of the day in spring ball, P, PJ was like, he's like, hey man, like, you know, you're you're, you're probably not going to play. He's like, I, he's like, I don't. He's like, what, what, what are you doing here on the team? And I'm like, I I know I'm not going to play. I'm like, and I'm completely content with that. I was like, I'm going to be on scout team. I'm going to give you a good look every day. I'm going to show up to practice. Uh, I've not been in trouble since I've been here. Never had an act board. Like, you don't even know I exist. Other than I take up a fucking locker here. So, uh, I don't think there's anything to talk about. I'm I'm, I'm going to continue doing what I'm supposed to do in the hall. And I'm not going to get you guys in a snaff. And we're going to, we're going to carry on. And he was like, okay. He's like, if you're good with that, I'm good with that. So, yep. Good with that. So fast forward to the fall. And I'd already already made my brain up that i wasn't going to do what happened the year prior and mess around with you know the the craziness that that was on the scout team stuff. so i went to uh i went to uh robbie and i went to coach green and i went to pj robbie caldwell and i was like hey you guys need a tight end look every week right yeah i said done I'm like, let everybody else do whatever they're doing on scout team. I'm like, I don't need to do that shit. I was like, just go line me up at tight end every week. I'll do it. I was like, because that's that's half the offenses we were playing. I was like, line me up there. I was like, I'll do all that shit. Doesn't matter. And I went to PJ. I was like, hey, I'm not asking for much. I was like, I'm gonna go do this for y'all every day. And I like, I'm not asked for anything. I was like, all I all I want is like you just to consider that I'm doing that I'm going to take a sacrifice for everybody else and I'm going to do it. And he's like, yep. He was like, I, he's like, I respect you coming to me and talk to me about it. He was like, this makes complete sense. He was like, let's do it. And from that nice. point forward, dude, like it was just a total, total mindset shift. Like I said, from, from quitting to like, what can I do to make us better every single day? And at the end of the day, like doing it, cause, I love these dudes that I'm around. It ain't ain't about the coaches. Like, I respect most of them. True. But it's about these dudes, and I'm going to bust my ass to help these dudes out and make us the best we can be. And at the end of the day, like, I'm going to keep doing it to, what, get one play versus Army at the end of the year? Sounds good, man. Like, let's do it. Sign me up. So – that was kind of the kind of the end of it where I was like, Hey, you know, I'm not asking for much. And PJ, he, he rewarded it. Like he took me on the road for every game, you know, I was there when we beat Notre Dame, like, God, that was, I mean, you, you know, that was one of the most unbelievable experiences of, I'd say our lives, like doing that. I mean, you guys did it twice. It's unreal. Uh, But, you know, he took care of me after that and, that's kind of where, where I saw it. It's like, dude, it ain't about who's how many snaps you play or what you're doing on the team. It's what are you doing to support your brothers? And what are you doing to make your brothers better? And if, if you can look yourself in the mirror and, you know, feel comfortable with what you did and, you know, giving it, giving it all that, all that you got, that's all you got to measure up to, man
0: nice i like it um so after the uh the Navy football thing you moved on you went and you graduated what'd you do after that
1: yeah so uh i had a few few mentors at the academy and like i I knew for certain million percent certain was not going to be marine corps that was that was already uh already washed out of me from from the minute I got to the academy that was that was a done deal Uh, thank you Major
0: Jenkins
1: (laughs) no no slights to Major Jenkins but uh just knew I wasn't wasn't going to be I mean look at my hair dude there's no there's no way I wasn't going to make it It wasn't happening well you
0: have plenty of it yeah I mean hey
1: it's it's holding knock on knock on wood but uh but yeah, that it just wasn't gonna happen. So oh God bless. You're you are you are hanging on though. You still got some there. And you got you got what, have. three kids or two kids? I got three. See. Hanging I'm, by here. I'm hold yeah, I'm at two. That's why I still have a little. But yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like I I had a few mentors and basically it 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 came down to it was either, I was either was either gonna swell it, you know, five and dive in, in my mind, or you know, do something else. And uh Commander Geisen was uh Pretty big influence on me. I, I was lucky enough to have him. I, I didn't realize how stupid I was at the time, but I had to do trucker math because whatever those interest exams were that you took in, what was it, uh, in King Hall or wherever the hell we were doing? I don't know, but uh, didn't do well enough. So I was in trucker math, the one you had to go to five days a week, and I had him as my teacher. Ended up having him for every math class until I, you know, was done having to take math and go on to my major, and he flew and like he started off every Friday with like sea story Friday and dude, it was the best. Like he would tell, he'd tell stories about, you know, flying and, you know, you know, harrowing shit. I mean, you know, almost dying, you know, with malfunctions in the plane and losing the carrier and not able to find it and all kinds of stuff. But, uh, and then he talked about port calls and Liberty visits and, you know, all the shenanigans that aviators end up getting into. And I'm like, yeah, I could do this. I could do this SWO thing or I go do something different. So I took the ASTB, got the scores and decided, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be NFO, Let's go do that. So I uh, went to Pensacola, did the, did the flight school thing after coaching sprint, which was awesome. Um, but then uh, got to the end of that and they, uh, and I did okay. I did fine. Like I, I could have went jets or whatever i kind of wanted to do. And, I want to go fly P3s. Um, One, I kind of thought the mission was kind of cool, but then the other part, I'm I'm not going to lie. No one's, no one's, no one's foolish enough to believe that someone was just so intrigued with uh, P3s and P8s that they just loved flying that plane. No, you're land based, dude. Like, I'm I'm not like, duh. Yeah, I think I want to go try that. So uh, some
0: some strategic
1: thought processes into that one yay critical critical thinking it's important like choose your rate (laughs) choose your fate i think they say that a bazillion times. like hey
0: problem solvers rule the world so you just solved your big problem right there buddy
1: yep so uh jumped jumped into p3s and uh you know went to jacks that's that's where the frs is at in jacksonville florida um yeah got there loved it uh did well in that um and then it was came time to select. I tried to get to Hawaii. A um, couple people in my class had family that lived in Hawaii, and uh, so they got the slots to Hawaii. I got I got stuck in Jacks, which was completely fine. But um, yeah, if I hadn't How been was Jack's, that? your time be in that.
0: Jacksonville, like good time, like dude, uh, a, fa- a great time. favorite favorite thing about Jacksonville, Florida. What was that?
1: Um that it is, it is a hidden gem. And I love it for that. Uh, <sighs> people, I mean, people are starting to come onto it and figure it out like Ponte Vedra and that whole real estate market's kind of insane. It's been insane. So people were kind of catching on, but I'd like, from the time I got there until the time I left, the cost of living, super low. Uh, people there, super nice. Um, you could drive from one end of the city to the other end of the city. It'd take you like an hour cause it's so big and there's so many different like spots. Like you can go to Ponte Vedra and kind of be in the swamp. Like, like you're in the, you know, the bayou, you could leave and, but, but you're amongst like completely ridiculous bazillion dollar houses and, you know, Tiger woods has a place <laughs> down there and amazing golf courses. Then you like drive up, you go to the beach, you kind of got this local flavor in Jack's beach got kind of an old timey feel and Atlantic and Neptune. And then you can like drive into like regular Jacksonville and there's, you know, malls and you know restaurants and big like outdoor town center type things. Like there's just all kinds of stuff to do. And like the tourist thing is not a thing. Like people would come into town, but you don't have like people coming in like locusts that just completely take the place over and make it like uninhabitable. So like yeah. it was amazing. And I got to be there That's from Oh nine until uh 09 until 16 so i got seven straight years nice. in Jacksonville.
0: seven years in jacksonville florida yeah and it was i should have been a, it was
1: unbelievable i got
0: a p3 or you know pilot or nfl oh wait i failed the test so Go ahead with your math.
1: Wait, wait a minute, you wait. You took the test and we failed it. Yeah, what, what I happened the test. here? Who was not giving yeah. you
0: instruction? What happened? I I didn't get any instruction. I just took the test and I failed it. I was like, all right, I guess I'm screwed. I'll go Marine
1: Corps. That ship. That ship. Well, you, they tell you you got to take it the first time and don't even like read a book. Like, don't do anything. Yeah. Just go and take it and I see did. how it goes. And I think the first didn't time I well. took it, I got like, I got like all threes and a four. And I think you needed all fours to get it. So I was like, wait a minute, I'm, I took this blind and I like barely, you know, didn't make it. I'm like, I figure if I actually like read the book, I might like pass it. So <laughs> that's what ended up happening. But yeah, I, I wish I would have this... part of that wisdom on you. You could have been there with me. For sure. I got this thing down in my heart that uh,
0: makes me want to like live in Jacksonville, Florida. So with that, that's why I asked. Yeah. Uh, I but could, we can't. I could, I could sell you on that on another movement.
1: another podcast, I'm sure. But, uh, I, yeah, for dude, sure. it's, I love it down there. We we still own a house in Jacks Beach. That's um, been I, like, <laughs> this is, the, I mean, it's the fun part of the Navy. I'll get to it in my story. But, uh, yeah, bought the house expecting to go back there, and when you start expecting things in the, with the Navy, they they tend to tell you other things otherwise. So that's what ended up yeah. happening. But. Um, yeah, it's great, man. And so like we, we spent, I did my first tour there in VP 45, uh, P3s, two deployments, um, saw every part of the world you could see except for the middle East. Just, just fine with, uh, with that setup. Um, you know, I deployed to El Salvador, Sigonella, Italy, Djibouti, Africa. I mean, even Djibouti was pretty, uh, pretty wild. I mean, just a neat experience uh so i mean that was awesome and then went to japan did a whole deployment there and then spent like almost a month and a half two months in australia on that deployment so like no no complaints whatsoever and got to do some pretty awesome stuff you know do some pretty cool missions you know flying on top of uh some major you know world power submarines which was legit and then also being in a major, you know, conflict when Gaddafi was uh, being overthrown. We were right there in Italy when that was happening, flying around the clock. So, like, that was pretty wild. Um, and that's all from nice. just, hey, I want to be land-based and fly P3s. It sounds cool. And the next thing you know, you're doing some pretty pretty awesome stuff. So, um, so I got to do that. And funny, Major Jenkins and I, bumping heads, he – He'd ask me when I was going down to Pensacola, like, dude, why are you flying P3s? What the, what are you doing? Like, what's, what's in your brain? I'm like, well, the P8s coming and like, that's going to be legit. And if I get, you know, smart on that early, like I'm going to be an instructor. I can fly that, whatever. And like,
0: what's the difference between P3s and P8s?
1: I don't know. So about, it's great. No, no, great question. Uh, So. About 60 years of airframe. Um, so you go from a, it's a, it's a lock. I think it's a Lockheed and I can't, right now it's eluding me what the P3 airframe is, but essentially looks like a C-130, but it's been flying Basically, for over 65 like years. Like your
0: iPhone upgrade, like software upgrade, or is it like um, 10 no, years of dude, iPhone going from a, upgrade?
1: You're going from the original car phone that came in a bag with like seven cords and an antenna that was this long that went on top of your, you know, car to yeah. uh, a brand new iPhone 14. Um, like that's the difference. A Boeing, right, a Boeing Boeing 737
0: is a P8. Nice. So, a, uh, so you, a P8 is a Ferrari. Got it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you you just fast forwarded like 65 years into a brand new airframe and new technology and all that stuff, like so. I was in the P3 squadron and I fin and I was finishing up my second deployment, and they could have I could have left like right at the end of it and been gone, or they could have kept me, and they kept me, so I could do the P8 transition and go through that. It's like Major Jenkins is like. He had somebody that somebody came in and talked to me. that was his classmate, and they're like, "Ah, the P8s pushed off on the, for this long. It's not going to be a thing until this time." He's like, "He's like, you're really rolling the dice." I'm like, "I, I get it, but I'm per, like, I feel pretty good about this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with it anyway." And uh, sure enough, they extended me to stick around and fly P8s, and I ended up going from there to the F the FRS Fleet Replacement Squadron, and then flying P8s there. So I, I essentially somehow no idea how played it perfectly where i did the p3s and rolled right into p8 as the time would allow so like i got beyond lucky but uh that rolled me into p8s and so that then kind of put me in a spot where there weren't i was we were the we were the third squadron to start flying p8s so that was that was new it was the new thing and there's only so many of us that were even trained on it. So we kind of got to like lead from the front a little bit and nice. go out and do that. So it was, it was, it was really cool to get to do that for the next two years and, uh, or two and a half years. And then I was lucky enough to go to Dallas, which I think that was, I think that was the last time I saw you before the game this fall was uh, at SMU. I think you, I think yeah. you were there. Um, got to go to Dallas and be in the squadron there flying p8s and doing a pretty cool mission that we're at that we've now kind of rolled out to the entire fleet but um that was another kind of luck of the draw thing where the timing worked out p8s were coming online down there they needed guys to go down there and do it got lucky to got lucky and got pulled in so uh timing is not just a city in china
0: no doubt uh, so now you're you're in p8s you're in a, a select group with p8s what are you doing today like what's your main mission
1: yeah so uh yeah so uh left left the flying world uh pretty much flew from 2008 until 20 uh 2021 and uh got a got a uh, position out of my department head tour to go to the state department and be on uh what's called the man pads task force which is man portable air defense systems shoulder fired yeah. i had Rockets. a question
0: written yeah. down about the man pads <laughs> yeah and I was gonna ask what does man pads mean so yeah thanks for answering that
1: yeah. I, you know, I get, I, I talk too much about it to too many people and I am in like state department mode where I have to explain any acronym and like spell it out the first time. And then I'm allowed to say the acronym like a million times after that, just as long as I, you know, it's like saying with all due respect and then you get to say whatever you want afterwards. Like <laughs> you do that on the front end oh, where so you're frustrated. What the what the acronym is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this gotcha. it's been pretty, uh, It's been nothing that I expected, which is good, Um, good and bad, Uh, you know, good in the fact that I'm doing something that's completely outside of my swim lane. Like that's it's never a bad thing, like especially as it's part of the Navy, like I'm still still doing my thing, still trucking along and the Navy's got me in a job that is broadening my horizon a lot further than it was so i mean that's that's a win and then uh you know the world itself has uh thrown plenty of curveballs to all of us in the last uh the last four years um not you know you talk talk about the pandemic to your blue in the face but more importantly like the geopolitical stuff you know afghanistan ukraine that's all been in the last like 18 months. I mean, with all the other crazy shit that's going on in the world, but those two have been like at the forefront. And so we've, I've, I would say I've been kind of thrust in the middle of a lot more, uh, than I ever bargained for walking into the job, uh, talking to the guys that have had it before me, like these, these two incidents have made things just completely on a different level than I had expected. So, uh, you know you you take the punches and you roll with them and you you make it happen so but it's been it's been pretty wild and we've been fairly busy uh over the last uh 12 to 15 months since all this has gone down so
0: when you say out of your swim lane what do you think of
1: yeah i mean i like not flying, not talking, you know, aviation, not, not even dealing with Navy people. Like, dude, I'm not, I don't talk to anyone that's, you know, in DOD, for the most part, Um, I'm working with, um, you know, other State Department employees. Um, I'm working with partner nations. Um, I'm working with, uh, you know, other other groups that have similar interests that are are, you know not us government um so like that's completely out of my swim lane like i've i've spent you know 13 14 years just flying and now i'm doing something that has absolutely nothing to do with that has to do with people so i mean that part i'm okay with but all the other stuff that goes along with that is not the same
0: for sure so when you encounter that 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 change, that um, hey, I'm used to flying, and now I'm doing this new thing that it's not quite what I'm used to. How do you embrace that? Like, how do you figure that out?
1: Yeah. Um. So so I would say, the biggest the biggest thing for me has been, you know, one, don't forget who you are. Like, the, like, when I say you, I don't mean, like, you're trained for X number of years to fly P3s and P8s. Like, I don't, I don't mean that. I mean, like, you. What are your, you know, personal strengths? Like, I'm not, I'm not academia. Like, I'm not super cerebral. That's not my claim to fame. Like, I know people. I know how to work with people. I know how to talk to people. I know how to interact. <coughs> I know how to... Uh, you know have good discussions like I know how to make those things happen like you you're not going to hand values me a, yeah, yeah va- values instilled and and you know certain certain things that keep me you know Character. on a certain path but like you're not going to hand me a problem and I'm going to like go off and be like oh well uh you know I remember I read this I read this book and I have this equation in theory like that's not what's going to happen to be Like, okay, who are the people that deal with this problem? Let's get in a room, let's talk, let's have conversations. Like, let's, let's figure this out together. Like that's, I think that's what's probably been the most, you know, I'd say satisfying part is that, you know, I'm not, I'm not a PhD. I'm not a Rhodes scholar by any means ask anyone, but, uh, these problems, and I would say most of world's problems and folks' folks day-to-day problems are things that can be solved with people, numbers, you know, putting heads together and finding a solution like that. That can be done. Yeah. And, you know, for, don't forget who you are when it comes to yes. problem solving and, and all that.
0: Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with you there with the – You know, solving the world's problems, it starts with number one. Um, Don't forget who you are. Um, Anything else on your story you want to, on where you're at today, that you
1: want to share? I I mean, no, I mean, I, I think that, I think the interesting thing is, and what I would tell anyone that will listen, is like, do what you want to do. And like, I'll, I'll, I'll say this last point, like I'll, I'll have my, my command board will be this spring. So I'll find out whether or not I did quote unquote, the right things to the, in the Navy's eyes. But uh, at the end of the day, like do what you want to do. Not, not what your mentor told you to do or your boss or your, uh, You know, your skipper, whatever, you know, whoever that person is, they're going to have recommendations for you. And I don't mean stiff arm them and don't listen. Like you need to listen to folks that have the experience and take on board the lessons that they impart. They matter. But do what you want to do, because at the end of the day, when something goes your way or doesn't go your way, if you went and did everything else that everyone else told you to do and it and you didn't get a result that you wanted to have, who do you have to blame? You're gonna sit there and point fingers at a bunch of different people. And it's like, dude, you gotta look yourself in the mirror and say, were you happy doing whatever it was you're doing? Because every spot that I've ended up, luckily, and I you know, I, I still knock on wood that I've made it this far, but like I've made it a choice or there's been a decision that like you had to make that I totally took advice, but I did what I want to do. Because at the end of the day, let's say this board comes and goes this spring and I don't hear what I want to hear. I can still look in the mirror and be like, you went and did what you chose to do and it played out the way it played out. No one else made you do anything. So you can't go pissing and moaning to somebody else that what you did, what they told you to do, and it still didn't work out for you. Like, no, like you did what you wanted didn't play out cry about it for five minutes and get your shit together and move on like that you you get to make that choice i mean i would just say for guys that are potentially in that path of either they're still in the military trying to decide how to do trying to decide what to do they're thinking about getting out they're thinking about taking another job like at the end of the day like use the advice but don't let it like rule you like make your decisions and Choose your path, and when it all comes out to wash, like you just you just look at yourself in the mirror and say, "Hey, I did what I wanted to do," and let the cards fall where they may.
0: Hundred percent. Nice. Can I start asking you some questions
1: now? Throw the questions, man. Do it. All right.
0: Uh, Do you have a good coach memory? maybe a PJ quote. I'm sure you got plenty of quotes.
1: Oh man. So I'll, uh, Oh, what's the best one? There's so many that I can't like, I, I could say them. I'm not ready to go. Bobby Doyle. I'm not, I'm not not sure. I'm not sure. I'm ready to put, put the explicit content on there, but I'll (laughs) I'll do one. That's I'll do one. That's off the map because I don't know that too many people knew this story. Uh, A lot of people do. It's pretty funny. Uh, but it's not a PJ. It's not a Monkin. It's not a Bohannon. If you want those, take those quotes. Or take those if the guys are still on Facebook. Go to the Plain Coaches Memorable Quotes. Just go to that and give yourself 10 minutes to just read through that. And you'll be dying laughing. Uh, I, I, I'm i telling you, I went to uh, you know seeing all the guys at Kids Memorial, I said, and all the stories, like I'd heard most of them. There's still some that you hear, and you're like, I didn't even hear that one. I don't remember that one. And they're so insane. I swear to you, if someone in the Brotherhood is in Hollywood and we want to put together a Netflix documentary of Navy football 03, 02 to, you know, 14, whatever, I promise you that would be killing it. And it would be nice. the most entertaining thing that's ever been put out. Like, have I, like have uh, Billy Bob sounds- Thornton playing PJ. Like, uh, you know, all these, you know, have uh, sounds like the price also. of admission. Oh, dude, it'd be it'd be unbelievable. But uh, no, this this story is Coach Jones, our favorite. So, see, uh, spring ball, junior year, yeah, junior year no yeah it doesn't matter whatever spring ball coming back fourth quarters we are everybody knows how that goes you're coming back from spring break dead yep. absolutely dying you could smell the, the the cheap tequila on the field the the vomit is everywhere uh, you know just it's just may, mayhem and I'm going to fly back we went on a cruise to somewhere in the bahamas and i think we flew out of panama and out of panama my flight got canceled like straight up canceled there's nothing to do about it and so i could either stay there and sleep in the airport or like get out so i got got a flight out of the airport and i managed to make it to boston where my uncle lived and i stayed with my uncle overnight and i got a flight into annapolis the next day i got there at noon which was like a miracle the dudes that we're on the thing, didn't end up getting home till like Wednesday. So like I made it home noon that day. I think I even made it to like workouts that afternoon or practice, whatever it was. And coach Jones was like, Hey, I'll see you after, after practice tomorrow morning. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you see me after practice every day. Like, I don't, I don't know what we're talking about. He's like, no, no, he's like, we're going to, we're going to do some running. I'm like, do some extra. Okay. So like, go through fourth oh, quarters, boss. you know, dying all the normal shit and I'm I, you know, he has me do worms for like 50 yards or something and then the next day's barrel rolls and whatever. And by that time like I'd uh, by the time you're like a junior senior in most cases like hey, 90% of the what's dudes, the why behind the what is here? There. Yeah. We're not even yeah, this is we're about to get there. It's good. But okay. you know like tor- towards the time you're a junior senior, you're like you're pretty much Attuned to what destruction they can give you. Like, there's only a few things where, like, they really flip the script and they're going to screw you up. The rest of the time, it's like, yeah. I'm gonna, Norm- I know how to handle this now. My body's normally used to it was based destroyed. off of uh,
0: Johnson's demeanor.
1: <laughs> it's exactly normally. so he does all this shit after every fourth quarters, every one the whole week. He's got me doing extra stuff afterwards, like you know, just whatever. And then last day, I do whatever. And I get done, and I grab my shit. I grab my helmet, and I'm jogging off. I'm not even talking. I'm not talking to anybody. Like it's over. It's done with. And he's like, Jordan, come here. Hey, come here. And I'm like, Hey, yeah, co- Coach, what's up? I was like, What's going on? He's like, You know, I like you, man. You know that, right? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, Coach. I've, you know, I, I, I got to the skids. And he's like, He's like, You know, I like you. Said you can't do stuff like that. He said like, you can't be you can't be missing a day of a fourth quarters and, and you're going to be a senior. You can't be doing that stuff. And I'm like, coach, I, you know, I, I'm not sure if captain Hamilton told you, but like my flight got canceled. Like I was stuck on an Island. uh I don't know how I was getting back. And he's like, well, I just, he said, you could have, you could have done a bunch of different things. He said, you could have been flying back on Saturday. And when you, you feel back Saturday, he's said, like, he said, if, if that got canceled, you could have just gotten, just you could have just, just gotten a car and driven back. And I was like, all right, are you going to reimburse like, me for I, that? I, I'm like, did you I'm like, hang on. I was like, I said I was in Panama and I can drive back from there? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, coach. Whatever you say. I'm like, you're right. I should have made I should have scheduled my flight for Saturday. And when that flight got canceled, I could have just rented a car and driven back from Panama. You're right. That's my fault. And, And he was 10,000% serious. I went back inside and I wasn't like body was completely forgotten about whatever pain it had just gone through. I was laughing so damn hard and had to tell all the dudes in the locker room. Like, you will not even believe this shit. Like this dude thinks there's a land bridge from Panama to the mainland that I'm going to (laughs) drive back on in a car. I'm like, what is happening here? Like how on earth is this man like in this position right now and saying these
0: things? That's extreme ownership right there.
1: It, yeah, I had to. I, I asked him like I had to like dig deep and really understand what he was saying, and I I got it a hundred percent. So uh, apparently there's a land bridge to drive back through from Panama. Like you know, I I le- you learn something every day. So uh, that's a that's a that's a coach's story that I don't think is uh, as prevalent as most of PJ's quotes. So I'll, I'll throw that one out there.
0: Nice. That was a really good one. Um. I've, I've done a lot of uh, conversations with folks, and I said, hey, how's the transition when you're getting out? Uh, you're staying in. What keeps you staying in?
1: Well, uh, two things. One, I would say job satisfaction up to this point has always been there. Um, dude, flying's fun, man and and flying p3s and p8s in my community like is even fu- even more fun like i i'm not not taking anything away from the pointy nose guys or helos or anything else but like every one of us can say it but like i look at the group of dudes that i've i've come to be really good friends with and like i put them on a list and like we all go hang out and go do stuff and I could mix those dudes in with any one of us, you know, brotherhood dudes, like, and we, no one miss a beat. They're all great dudes and they're just, they're cut from the same cloth. Now, not brotherhood. I'm not, I don't mean that, but I'm just saying like those kind of dudes, those kind of good dudes that, you know, you always want to be around. So like that well, job satisfaction and then people you're around.
0: No, like, I get right. it. Um, it sounds like, and I'm sorry to cut in, but it sounds like, uh, you're the radio guy, with where you're at today, maybe. Um, that you might be the the favorite party favor. Just uh, might be cutting out the C4. Maybe you're continuing to use the C4, but you know that. No, that's, C4 that's your clock.
1: Died, died with COVID.
0: <laughs> oh, died with COVID. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that's where we're going with this. And I think that, um, you're building your own community, right? And, yeah. And that's really awesome. So sorry to cut in. You can keep. No, going no,
1: on. you're, you're, you're a hundred percent correct. And I mean, like I've, I've brought those dudes in with us. Like, I mean, the, the army Navy tailgates, you know, that, you know, started with you know, mostly ex football guys and, you know, other athletes and stuff. And like, you know, more people come in, like those dudes mix right in with them. And it's, you know, it's like never missed a beat, but you know, I'd say job satisfaction and the people I work with day to day is a win. Um, and then, I mean, not, not going to lie. Like the, the Navy, the Academy, the whole service has been good to me. Uh, you know, I've, I'm not saying I agree with everything, but I mean, is there anything that you do or you love or you, 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 you know, invest time in that always works out hundred percent in your favor and nothing yeah, ever nowhere. goes wrong? No, yeah, it's You, you got to like find that, the so. beauty in all
0: things. Right. So, yep. Sounds like you're fine. So I've
1: been, you know, I've been lucky to, to, you know, have, have some bounces go my <laughs> way and I'm still here, still doing what I want to do. And, hey i'm gonna ride it to 20 years and see see what happens and if if the navy wants me doing more than i'm doing now then maybe it takes me past 20 if the navy doesn't then hey i'm gonna i'm gonna start the networking here in about two years then and start planning planning the exit at at 20 but but yeah i mean that's that's kind of what's that's kind of what keeps me keeps me there is you know if i didn't enjoy what i was doing i wouldn't still be doing it so nice all right
0: let's get real um, I talked to Kevin Campbell about a week ago and uh, a guy named Tyler Tidwell broke his helmet um, we haven't gone deep there yet but you were close to Tid tell us more about that
1: yeah and you know I'll I'll use I'll use the fact that I, I I don't even know to say that I'm I'm qualified, if you will, to fully do Tid justice. Like we certainly played the same position. I looked up to him. I mean, as as I'm sure a lot of a lot of guys did. Um, you know, Tid's one of the first yeah, dudes I, I met at the at the position. Uh he's he's one of the first dudes that, you know, I kind of, you know, saw doing his thing on the field. And I mean he was he was larger than life, dude. I mean, there's no, there's no way, there's no other way to describe him other than he literally was larger than life. Um, and I, I hate the fact that for most of us, there's only a lens that we saw. There's only one lens really, that a lot of us saw Tid through. I didn't, I didn't keep, I didn't keep in close contact, super close contact with Tid. Uh, after he, after he graduated, you know, went on to serve and, you know, I I only crossed paths maybe two or three times after that. But, um, I would say that the lens that we all saw him through was on the football field, which was an amazing lens and amazing, not just because of what he was able to do and how good he was, but like his motor, his work ethic the way he carried himself like things that us at the time as like, you know, 18, 19, 20 year old dudes, like that shit wasn't at the forefront in most cases.
0: But like you look back
1: on it now and like, it was a thousand percent, um, evident. And I'll, I'll, I'll I'll tell you, you should, you should pull Zach Galleon on here and have him tell you his tid story on how Zach is still where he is today. I'm not going to spoil it. So I'll let I'll let you I'll let you cover that at a later date, but he just did things different, man. And yeah. we didn't even really notice that. We just noticed how sick of an outside linebacker he was and how tough of a dude he was and just how badass of a guy he was. Yeah, dude. He he went, uh, you know, went went to his funeral as I mentioned earlier you know, diagnosed with ALS, which is just like there there was no time during that whole the whole ordeal from the minute I found out he was diagnosed with ALS where I'm like him? What like, huh? Like, dude, me. Like some some schmuck. Like, th- like not Tid? Come on, man. Like seriously, like this is this is insanity that we're even saying this right now and going to his funeral and hearing the stories and understanding the other lens lenses plural of tid was just unbelievable the man the man was a scholar like i'm talking reading like tolstoy like great theologians like like academia like all kinds of just next level thinking that dude i couldn't even pick one of those books up and read the foreword on it like and understand what the hell i was doing he was not only reading it he was writing his own interpretations of what they meant to this day life
0: i i'm gonna inject yeah i don't know tid i never knew him like at all and me as a plebe and I'm looking up at Tid and he was always like a hundred percent on the money with what his intentions were for the day. Like whatever extracurricular thing that was going on, he was like, I don't care what that thing is. I'm interested in what I'm focused on. So Yeah.
1: Yep. I hear you. And that and that's and that's a fact. Like I mean I, you know he did I'm sure did he, did he go out and you know have fun too. Of course he did. Like I I've, I've done it with him but it was his own way, but it was his own thing. And I just going and just peeling back the onion a little bit more in understanding that and then peeling back what kind of family man he was. And what kind of Marine he was and what kind of leader he was like, dude, honestly, we, we, we got shortchanged. I don't know how that's possible, but we we're his teammate. we were his brother. I promise you that is the least interesting part about the man. Like, and I, and I hate the fact that like, I didn't understand any of that until he was gone. Until we're hearing, we're reading about it, and I'm—I mean, there are so many stories that just like just took it to another level on who he was as a man, as a father. That like we weren't even we weren't even remotely close to understanding inside of Ricketts. Like no way. It, it like that was a part of him that was him he certainly identified yeah. and was the brotherhood but dude the man was 10,000 layers deeper than that and it just it just couldn't have happened to to a worse person but the the part about that that's so unbelievable is that he it was it was made known multiple times he never once said why me why did this yeah. happen to me it was more of how can i use what ha- what is happening to me to like tell a story to others to like impart something to improve society and 100% it's unbelievable Like I know, I know for certain, like it, you know, any one of us that like the first question is the one that he would never ask. And that should just tell you all you need to know, like about the kind of man that he was and how lucky we were to even know the, the, the side that we knew, but man, there's just so much more. God,
0: no doubt. Um, Tyler Tibwell everybody. Um I don't want to keep on sticking with it cuz we could probably keep keep on sticking with this all night. Um what's your biggest opportunity today? Like how do you keep your self-awareness? What are you working on? What is uh the new Jordan Young Today. Yeah,
1: that's a that's a deep that's a deep question. A, a good I one. Know. Um, I'd say, I'd say for me, um, the, the biggest, the biggest thing is just kind of, I mean, I mean, one, I think the next six months are really going to determine at least the, uh, the next five to six years of my, of my journey, just based on, you know, what the, what the Navy decides for me, but, um, I'd say honestly, man, is just trying to keep all doors and avenues open and, and, you know, keeping in touch with a lot of people that, um, you know, that I've, you know, been able to kind of reconnect with being back here. Like I'd, I'd say living, moving back to Annapolis, and getting back here has been, uh, you know, pretty awesome um, because I've I've kind of been, I'd say, the last three or the two and a half years I was out in Washington State were as far away from you know everyone as I possibly could be. But uh, you know, kind of re reconnecting with a lot of the roots of you know what kind of started this whole journey has kind of been full circle coming back here, like doing the mentoring thing. For the brotherhood and for uh nfb you know in the spring's been awesome tory tory preston's doing an amazing job with that he's killing it um but being able to do that's been been great kind of reconnecting with you know folks that you know my mentor commander Geison, like they live down the road from us here so you know bringing our kids to see them and like all of that's been been awesome but just kind of keeping the relationships going because Honestly, man, like, I, like I said earlier, you. Could, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a scholar here. I'm not a, I'm not a PhD. I'm a people person, and keeping up with people and being being around a people
0: person's and, more valuable than a PhD. 100.
1: And especially for this dummy, because my PhD wouldn't be wouldn't be worth a whole a whole lot other than just hanging on my wall. But yeah, uh, we need more dummies out and, there for sure. Yeah. But yeah i mean I'd, I'd say keeping up the relationships for the next the next uh you know five to six years is the biggest the biggest thing because i got no clue what what's going to happen in you know 90 days i'll i'll find out when it gets here but i'm not going to lose sleep over it but you know keep like right yeah yep so that's, awesome. that's the i'd say that's the that's the biggest thing for me right now is just you know keeping, keeping up the relationships with everybody and, you know, rekindling all the ones that, you know, may have, may have gone, gone dark for a while for, you know, various reasons, but being back over here has kind of been kind of a breath of fresh air. And a lot of that's kind of coming full circle. Gotcha. What's
0: your price of admission?
1: So I, I kind of touched on it. I kind of touched on it before, And I can't, I can't think of a better time to kind of like reemphasize this than like the day that we're living in now with transfer portal, NIL, all this, all the, I mean, it's noise, but it's, it's the, it's how life's going to be for a while. So we might as well just get used to that shit. Um, but the first one is like, you know, you break down what, what is price of admission and it's, you know. A cost to enter, in my opinion, everybody that that comes into Ricketts, everyone that puts on the jersey, the shoulder pads, they all paid a cost to get there. Whether it was, you know, they busted their ass to be as good as they are to make it to where they're at. They busted their ass in school. They busted their ass in the community. Hey, they may have came from a background that. They Just to get out of that background was the cost enough to get to where they're at. But now you're here, and it's time to enter the brotherhood. And I don't want to see and I don't want to know that that price has gone down. No one wants to have a commodity or own something or be a part of something where the price of it is watered down cheaper easier to obtain you know a yeah. membership by association no way dude like you did pay a cost to enter and that should be taken into account but once you're there there is a cost to be a part of the brotherhood and you have to pay that shit and if you don't pay it and we water it down then we're going to It's going to shift. It's going to change. The value of it is going to decrease. And I don't want us to just be rubber stamping it and just saying brotherhood this, brotherhood that, brotherhood this. No, dude. I want to see – I want to know that there are dudes on the team that are just like me that knew – in their junior year, whatever, they weren't going to play a goddamn down, but they're excited. They give a shit to go out there and bust their ass every day because of the dudes that are around them. And they're not worried about NILs and transfer portal and all that. And I, I'd, I'd, you know, it's, it's a hell of a pill to try to swallow that dudes would come into the locker room and be like, you know what? F this NIL stuff. F your transfer portal. I don't need NIL. We're going to beat your ass the minute you show up in Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium because that's who we are. We don't need the NIL. We got the brotherhood, and we are going to be your worst nightmare for 60 minutes. It's going to be your worst nightmare, and you're going to wish on Sunday that you never showed up. Take your NIL. Go buy yourself a nice meal when you get your ass back because we're going to beat the shit out of you. like that. That is my price of admission for us this day and age and kind of where we are is like, yes, there is a cost to enter. And yes, you all paid it to get here. No one, no one that made it on the team was a third stringer scrub in high school. Most cases like true. Sure. You may have a walk on or two. Got it. But everybody's somebody. But once you're there, the price is then paid. You're going to pay it. And if we water it down and we don't pay it, then the commodity is going to lose its value. Period. And so I want to see, I'd love to see that mentality coming out where F your NIL, dude. I want you to go make as much money as you can because when you come in here, I'm going to beat, we're going to beat the hell out of you and you're going to hate <laughs> yourself. The next day, we don't need we don't need nil. We're here to whoop your ass. That's it, and that's that's why we're here is because of that.
0: So, we're here to uh, build you character. Um, I have a podcast with a guy named it. Clint Bruce a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. He said, "I love to go where I don't know." If you want to go where you don't know, if you want to keep on building it, if you want to build this skill set, if you're going to take a risk, like you have to take risks. If you're going to be blind to risks and you want to not quite put yourself out there, then go somewhere else. If you want to take the risk, if you want to go where you don't know, then let's go. Yep. So,
1: Buckle up, let's ride.
0: Sounds like that's what you were talking about. Um, awesome, awesome talk today. Um, did you learn anything today?
1: Yeah, man, learned, learned, <laughs> learned quite a, quite a bit here. Um, I would say, I'd say one, I've I've learned through this whole, whole deal that you're doing, which by the way, like. Um, continue to applaud you and pat you on the back for doing this because you're you're not just grabbing 2010s and you know one or two years plus or minus like you're you're diving deep and you're putting due diligence behind this and it's awesome um but no i'd say through this this whole thing it's just kind of made me reflect more than i already had which is which is weird because i've i've been there's been a lot of reflection the last two years moving back yeah, here for and sure. like just me kind too. of being in the mix of everything has like brought back so many you know memories thoughts and then like as things are happening in front of us like in broad daylight it's like you know coaching changes all that shit like it, it makes you think about it even more but like going through this process it kind of made me really like walk back to some you know not just Ricketts memories, but just like what all this, what all this means and breaking it down and defining it because uh, you know, I'm fairly active with the brotherhood and I, I just want, I want everyone to have the same, I would, I would, what's the word, what's the word I'm looking for? The same vigor, the same, you know, tenacity, frustration slash like, like it's just everything like have, have the internal, you know, you know, fire about the brotherhood, because all of us would not be anywhere that we are today without it. And you cannot tell me cannot tell me that the brotherhood isn't as strong, or as in the forefront as it has been from, you know, late 90s, through where it is right now, like it's hot. If the, the like the I don't care how many bad years we've had, how do you the embers are still burning and they're hot, they're white hot. Don't let how them do go you tr- out.
0: True, but how do you draw the line between corporatized brotherhood versus real?
1: Uh, I think that's I think I think you can read that shit in black and white. Like right. you, I'm and, I, and I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll throw that out as far as the like the social media stuff and like Bobby, God bless him. I love him to death. And I will, Bobby and I will go back and forth and dart, dart like you read about, but there is not, no one is out there to just criticize young men because like, we don't think they're good enough. No, no one's out there to like throw shade at these kids and like say they don't have it it's the commodity is being devalued and we don't want to see it gone. Like when I say they're they're, like, the embers are still white hot. They're still, there's still fire there. Don't let the shit die out. And like, I would say folks that are passionate and upset about it are worried about it dying out more than they are like wins and losses. And like, you know, that's disappointing. It's that if this shit dies out, we all know how hard it is to burn it up or to get it going again. And that's what I don't want to see. Like, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone because their record was X, Y, or Z. I just don't want to see what we all value and what we all think is so important become what you just said, a rubber stamp where we put it on a t-shirt or we put it on a patch and we hand it around and you're just automatically in it. Like, dude, the, like the cost, the price that we paid. And I, I say we, cause I can only, I can only talk about what I know and what you know and that what we experienced, but like, dude, the things that we did in practices, in conditioning, and I don't even know. I don't even want to call it conditioning, dude. Like that shit didn't even like that didn't have I just, a merit. To I just, half of them on. I a just extended
0: field. my knee and it
1: popped. <laughs> yes, like, we're good. Like yeah, there's there's cringes and cracks that are just everywhere. And dude, it wasn't a, for a that didn't make you have a better football move or a swim move on Saturday to get past a defender or a, a offensive lineman, bro. That shit just made you tougher nails. That it didn't matter what they were throwing at you, you were going to be tougher than them in every stake of the game because of the insanity of shit that we did. And I'm not saying that all of that is what needs to happen every day and that's the only recipe for success. And PJ saying the wildest shit known to man that made great Bob blush over on the sidelines every day. Uh, I don't mean that that's the only way to succeed but I do mean that that is the type of shit that forged all of the guys that you're having on these podcasts and you were talking to about this and why they're so passionate. I don't want to see that passion get substituted in for a membership card and a patch. A shit. I mean, Hey, you don't know if you watch Yellowstone, but it needs to be about like that.
0: Tough times make good times. Soft times make
1: rough times.
0: And uh, you got a couple kids now. Riley, four years old. Luke, three. So you got a couple yeah. kids. You got Riley, four years old. Luke, three. And you got a uh, a
1: killer mom name Caitlin. Let me let me let me tell you uh to put up with me for the better part of 11 years, 12 years. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's uh she's pretty much a badass cuz I've 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 uh I would say I'm not I'm not easy easy to deal with. I'm not easy to live with and um I'm certain I'm not easy to love. So, uh, having yeah. uh, having done so for as long as she has, and having two children that are uh, very much cut from dad's cloth is uh, yeah. even more even more point that impatient, got it, badass number one. Yeah, no 100%. doubt. I have
0: to ask. And the reason why I end all these podcasts with uh, Tell the Family Say Hello is because we are a uh, a cloth that is very difficult. And I think the uh, support system is, is very important uh, because it's really hard. So I, I tell um, you,
1: man, like it's it's crazy. A lot, you know, most most of the guys, you know, that you've you've probably interviewed and I'm not not saying anyone's journey's easier than the other, but the, the military spouse is an, an animal all its own throw in military spouse of brotherhood. And it's, it's even more, it's even more insanity. And, uh, yeah, the fact yeah. that the fact that, that, that she does it without, without having, uh, near as many gray hairs as I do, or, uh, <laughs> Or especially for the curse words as I do.
0: Yeah. Especially for the radio guy, the favorite <laughs> party guy with C4 pre-workout and uh, major Jenkins favorite sprint football coach. So love major um, Jenkins. Sorry. I love major. I love major. <laughs> <laughs> the major.
1: That's right. All right,
0: brother. No, I appreciate your time tonight. I uh, appreciate the story. It was awesome. Um, Tell the family I said hello and uh oh such a good talk. So
1: we'll do man. I I appreciate you uh you having me on and letting me uh letting me ramble for, for as long as I did. I, I literally uh I listened to Clint's Clint Bruce's not too long ago and I was like, is Tony even on this shit? Like, like like Clint's just running a clinic right now. Like Tony Tony's yeah. like having to just make sure that he's like scrolling his mouse a little bit, that the thing hasn't like turned <laughs> off because Clint was just <laughs> just running. I was like, I hope, I hope I can like maybe not be as good as Clint, but be well, uh, be also what I find not like is, completely quiet.
0: <laughs> what I find is the more I talk, the worst the response is. Because uh, people want to hear the audience, not the conductor.
1: So that's true. That's a that's a good Unless that's it's a good Colin Bruce, because it. he's a badass. So that's that's true. Yeah, that's that's yeah. definitely true. All right, dude. All right, brother. Take care. Thanks, man. Take care. Just give my best to the fam.
0: We'll do. All right, Save brother.
1: Me. See ya.